0: You. That's enough! Do you understand? What it is you're trying to destroy here?
1: I mean, really understand what you're doing. To end war forever, you have to destroy Logos and destroy Orb as well. You want, they won't listen, so they have to be destroyed.
0: Is attacking this country really the answer?
1: Hello, and welcome. It's a Gundam,
0: the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast, but now has to watch Destiny again. My name is Jeremy.
1: Now I wish there was a libido, Gundam. I'm Tyler.
0: (laughs) My name is Zach. Today we are watching episode 42 of Gundam Seed Destiny, a call for counterattack. And we will see if I remember how I do these podcasts. Guys, it's been a while, but we're back with style.
2: Well, we're back. I don't know if we've got
0: style, though. Guys, remember Get see Destiny? We just did a giant recap episode, so I presume you remember a little.
2: We did a tangent-filled episode that was supposed to be a recap. I think I got an idea.
0: I mean, I feel like everything was on Destiny, so that was the subject.
1: You know, we forgot about that whole thing with Luna finding out that there's two Lachises, so I she knows. I think the show also
0: forgot about that.
1: But I feel like it's relevant this episode, maybe? I don't think so. Okay, let me rephrase that. I feel like it should be relevant this episode, but the show is not concerned with what should be. Only what is.
2: No, Luna Maria followed her orders to the letter. She forgot all about <laughs> it. Just like Gladys ordered her to. No, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, remember how we were in the middle of this big battle that I actually kind of like? And how the Minerva and the Archangel just did that amazing broadside at each other, and we don't get to watch that again. All right, so if you didn't listen to our recap episode, because you're from the future and you just got to skip all of build divers that we did, straight to here. There's an angry boy, a sad boy, and a sangry boy. They're all in the same place roughly now. The Sangry boy is also a bloody boy because he got greatly injured. They're fighting over Orb, the country of neutrality and goodness and (laughs) Japanness. Shen wants to destroy it because it killed his parents.
2: Atherin wants to protect it because it's where he keeps his girlfriend. Kier (laughs) wants to protect it because it's where he keeps his sister and his girlfriend.
1: I mean, Lacus isn't in Orb, usually. Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. I forgot they kind of lived there for a while. As
2: well as his mom. Maru. And his mom. His mom and his mom. And his mom. <laughs> but
0: not his dad. No yep. one knows what happened to him. He became Andrew Walthelt. <laughs> Kira used
1: the Tiger Stone on him. The Desert Stone? Which is a better joke. Dawn Stone? An actual Pokemon evolution item? No, see, it's not that. You have to use
2: the Coffee Stone to evolve <laughs> a person into Andrew Walfelt.
1: The best part
0: of waking up is the Costa in your cup. Well, that could
1: go a lot of different ways. Let's that got no... weird in a hurry. Yeah, let's not explore that avenue. Uh...
0: You guys, I don't remember how to start this podcast. Bye!
1: No.
0: <laughs> That's how we end a different podcast that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Although, I guess there is a in case of emergency break-re-rise.
1: No, we're still being paid to not watch that. We are actively being paid to not record episodes on that. We can watch it in our own free time, just not record episodes. Do you either. really think
2: I'm going to watch that? No, in my free time? I'm not going to either. Although, granted, I do occasionally watch some really bad shows in my free time,
1: so... I feel like the worst sunrise rise could commit is just being extremely mediocre.
2: It is,
0: but it's less mediocre than Build Divers. All of the characters have arcs. It knows who the main characters are. Okay. Those arcs are frequently poorly paced, and you're like, Man, I understand the main character has a tragic backstory. I would love any details on it. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to watch lot on Gundam Sea Destiny, way better than Build Divers, I can recommend it. I like this episode. You can I thought do, it was fun. You can do so on Crunchyroll or maybe Hulu or YouTube. I haven't checked in a while. All right, so I guess we just begin. Is that how we do it? I think, I think, so, I think it's yeah. close enough. I say, hey, let's start. So Lacus Klein is with Atherin Zala, and he's like, are you trying to tell me I'm nothing but a soldier? Well, Kiryamato is soldiering the hell out of some people. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, you can decide for yourself. Remember, it's a contrast to Derundle, who was like, soldier for me, Athrin. Yes.
1: But do take this giant robot and go fight for my boyfriend. Also your boyfriend.
0: Go fight
2: for our boyfriend?
0: Look, it's one of the uh, conditions of our relationship, and you know that.
1: I fight for my boyfriends.
0: Meanwhile, the Archangel and the Minerva are still fighting, and they do that thing again where they're showing us some new stuff while at the same time showing us some flashback. Although this is actually not new stuff. Because they evade missiles and, hey, Neo Roanoke saves them in his Skygrasper. Remember how Maru is like, have the Sky Grasper? And he was like, K thanks. K thanks, bye. Nope. Hey, Kay, thanks, I'm back. K thanks, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and the destiny is finally resupplied so Shin and Ray can go stop Kira from just destroying every Zaku.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was doing a pretty good job of that. And Kira is like, oh, man,
0: that reminds me of something. When he sees the legend. And Atherin thinks about all those times he talked
1: about philosophy with people. He's like, man, I really should have taken a class on this at some point.
2: So Atherin goes to launch. I do like the fact that Mayron is watching him. And I love that Murdoch now tries to stop After the Justice is like, pe-
0: into the catapult. He didn't try to stop him from getting in or... Murdoch was on his union-mandated I was going to say he was on his lunch break. Uh, I feel like combat situations are something that the union does not protect your breaks in. Speaking as a former union
2: worker. I'm trying to think of what he could possibly have been doing.
1: uh, Because there's not anything else on board.
2: There was a latrine. (laughs) 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 I was was thinking, like, what else could he have been working on if he was doing anything like that?
0: Anyway, he shakes his fist like J. Joma Jameson. Like, hey... And then he's like, hey, mom, So that guy from Zaft boarded a mobile suit. And she's like, what? He's not had nearly enough
2: orange juice for that.
1: I like that he calls him that kid from Zaft. Have they not met before?
2: No, I think they've met because he was on board the Archangel a few times. Yeah, but he was always like on the bridge for meetings. He was never like a resident of the Archangel. Well, they've obviously met because he probably would have seen him when he was either landing on board the Archangel or leaving but they probably have not spent any great deal of time together or around each other.
0: So Lachis is on the bridge and she's like, no, let him go. He's helping my boyfriend. That's the only thing that matters. Please let him do what he needs to do. Clearly listening to teenagers about the health of other teenagers is the correct move here, mom.
2: Well, I mean, maybe, but at the (laughs) same time, Lachis kind of is the leader of their
1: faction. Yeah, when has Lachis ever been wrong? Come on.
2: True. I just feel like this
0: might be the one time You all know I love our venerated St. Lacus Klein
1: more than anyone,
0: (laughs) but I feel like maybe here she should be like, yeah, I feel like here she's putting her boyfriend's health above her boyfriend's health.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I feel like it's more a matter of Lacus realizes that even Kira's not going to be able to swing this on his own. So Atherin is probably going to be the only, like, he's Kira's best chance to survive this. I'm really- Because that that reflects in, like, she kind of looks anxious- in that yeah. anxious, determined, in this
0: like close-up shot that we get of her, yeah, I suppose two people have succeeded in shooting Kira
2: Yamato down. One is a guy he's fighting, and one she's sending to help him. So, I, so I don't. I think it's a matter of like she wants Athrun to help Kira, but at the same time, she's actually really worried about both of them because she knows the risk that she's or asking Athrun to take.
1: Yeah, I'm a, a little sad that Athrun is never as like nearly as good as Kira ever again in this show.
0: I feel like he's still number two in the world, uncontested. I Even think part of it- Shin? given yes, what I he think, does to
2: Shin this episode? I think Atherin <laughs> mops the floor with Shin if that he's is healthy. Fair.
0: I feel like Shin is number three.
2: Yeah, I, I think talking about the top two are leagues above everybody else, and the third pilot is definitely up there, but especially after what the school Kira took Shin to last episode.
0: I do weirdly feel like Stella is number four. <laughs> Above Ray, you think? Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah.
1: Ray is never shown to be particularly good, actually.
0: Yeah, it's not until he gets this fancy new machine that he can even hang with the
2: big boys. That's fair.
0: So, speaking of, Shin is trying to shoot Kira, and he's just dodging around.
2: And Ray is waiting to get a shot off while they engage. And we get a shot of Atherin taking off after a slash screen of uh, Kira and Shin. Yep, which is where the last episode ended and where we get our opening sequence. Our slow,
0: weirdly sexual opening sequence. (laughs) I don't like this opening. I think it was absolutely fine when it was for a single episode that was a redone hour-long episode. As an opening, you have to see multiple times. It looks super hacked together and is very slow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's Jeremy's favorite shot of Kira and Lackus. (laughs) I've seen
0: way better fan art
2: of Kira and Lackus. But that's official. Is (laughs)
1: it? You know, I never noticed there's that shot of Muir dancing and then Lacus singing. The way Lacus's mouth, like, quavers a little bit definitely makes it seem like she's singing opera.
0: I've always had that thought about that seek.
1: Music just does not suit this opening.
0: <laughs> or the series in general. To be fair, Wings of Words ain't much better. It is also super slow. You need high octane, high and muddy color in here to do these openings. Or a TM revolution.
2: Or... Well, especially with this episode where starting and ending on an action sequence.
0: So we cut back to this episode and the Doms are just wrecking this Zaku. I really love this shot of like, they blow away the shield at the bazooka and just beam right through the chest.
2: They're still having a blast down here.
0: They continue to Super Mario a bunch of Zaku's.
2: (laughs) I do love how in that shot you can see there's a couple of astrays back there just like watching them go to town. Yeah, there's this lineup of Zaf mobile suits and there's this blue one that I cannot place. It
0: looks like an act Zaku, a thing that exists in the universal century, not the cosmic era.
2: I thought you might know what it is. I mean, it's not... It is it no a marine
0: gelgoog? Because all the other ones are marine suits. It might be. It blows it, up. <laughs> it gets <big,
2: it's laughs> blown up anyway. It is
1: literally the first one to blow up.
2: <laughs> Look, it's, it's fancy anatomy. It was blue and right in the middle of the uh, formation. So, of course, they shot it first. So apparently now Zaft is just getting its shit pushed in because we saw a couple of Murasames wreck a couple of goofs.
0: Yeah, I think they just overextended because Orb was not fighting back at all before. And now they've got Doms and Kigali coordinating.
2: Well, and I guess at the same time, they also had Shin on the field. So that probably gave people more confidence to move in.
1: Yeah. He is their super ace.
2: And we
0: also saw Kira wrecking formations while Shin was off the field. So he probably punched some holes that they can clean up. And while it's not nearly as good at doing something as I'd like for her, the fact that Kigali being in command means Orb is turning things around is nice, at least.
2: And, I mean, it could just be one of those situations where morale has improved so much thanks to Kigali. Because these kind of things are very momentum-based. Once you get the momentum, once morale is broken, it's really difficult to do. If you can get that morale raised back up, people can do a lot of impressive things.
1: Our space president, Idol Girl, is back.
2: Well, we already know that she has a presence. Like, people really do like Kigali.
0: Speaking of, we cut to her command room where she has a bunch of reports on people searching for Jabril. She has apparently fanned people out into sections to search for them. Cut back to the Minerva shooting missiles at the Archangel.
2: I do feel like, for the most part, the Archangel wants to maintain a heading of straight at the Minerva because that's where most of its guns are. Yeah, but also it
0: can't necessarily do so. I feel like the Minerva's guns are also mostly straight on.
2: Yeah, but if you want to get into a slugging match, a battlecruiser's lighter armor than a battleship's armor, yeah, <laughs> I think the battleship wins that fight. So Neo in the Skygrasper
0: manages to do a bombing run and take out the Tristan. Especially now, with that thing gone, the
2: Archangel outguns it.
0: Unfortunately, he gets grazed by the beams. Shot down. And uh, Millie's like, the Skygrasper has been hit, and is like, oh god, not again.
2: That, that is a great, like, reaction from her. And he comes on the main monitor and is like, Can you, uh, can you take me in? I got a boo-boo. Can I-, <laughs> I do like how as soon as he asks about that, Maru's immediate response is to get the maintenance crew to prepare for an emergency landing.
0: Yeah, and as the hatch opens, Neo is like, wait a minute. I remember this one time she said to prepare for a landing. Okay, have to not think about that now. Need to focus on landing this blown up plane.
1: I was going to say alternatively, Hey, pretty lady, coming in hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a very moolah Why? line. No. I don't think it's a Neo Roanoke. No, it
1: is not. Neo is far too serious.
0: Kira and Shin keep shooting around each other, mostly just Shin shooting while Kira dodges, but that lets the legend get into his flank, and he has to do his R2 backflip maneuver that makes the strike freedom so good and mobile to <laughs> evade.
2: So Kira is getting pressed kind of hard just because of the fact that there are two of them. And they have a lot of lasers between them. And he's Mm -hmm. like, hey, that looks kind of like that
0: one devil robot I destroyed with that stupid starfish. (laughs) While he's distracted, dodging later, Shin uh, flies in to try to shining finger him. But Kira (laughs) does this incredible
2: just kick away the arm move. I I do love that, that he just no cells kicks him out of the way. It's like, go sit in a corner for a little while. It also flashes away, and Kira isn't even looking... At Shin, as Shin is falling away from him. It's pretty good.
0: But he is aiming a gun at him, and Rey has to give covering fire to stop him.
1: Also, it's not the shining finger, it's the shinning finger.
0: <laughs> this hand of mine glows with just lots of anger! <laughs> <laughs> it's loud roars, like, pretty angsty. The legend shoots the Freedom with all its beams at once, and it blocks the beam shield, but still gets shot flying back, and he's in a tumble, and Rey's like, Now take him out, Shin! He
2: levels the giant gun, walks on. As Kira covers, but right before Shin can fire, Athrin's voice comes over the radio telling him to stop it.
0: And I love the ram move. He throws the boomerang so that Shin will have to block it and then just and then, ho- I love the
2: shoulder ra- charge, yeah.
0: Rams him with the shield and takes recoil damage.
1: <laughs> Athrin takes takedown. Take
0: <laughs> and everyone's like,
2: Athrin? You're supposed to be dead slash in a hospital bed. Ray and Shin are both like, you should be dead. And Kira's like, dude, you should still be in the hospital. And I do love that Shin is just like, again,
0: like he's seen a ghost. Like, did Absolutely I die? Is that what happened?
2: shell-shocked. It
0: seems more likely that I would have died. And also you can see he's looked angled up because Atherin has decided to leave nothing to chance and has video called him. So he will see, yes, I am alive. I
2: figure that part of it is that Kira doesn't actually have like the transmission or the uh, radio codes for ZAFT, or like the Minerva's uh, mobile suits, whereas Atherin does, which is yeah. why he's appearing on the monitor.
0: Yeah. And he's like, don't do it, Shin. And he's like, I very stabbed you. I've been having nightmares yeah, about Sh- it.
1: Shin literally looks like he's seen a ghost, um, because well, I... he probably thinks he is.
2: He kind of had the same thing when Kira first showed up. So Shin is definitely fighting ghosts for ghosts here.
0: So Atherin begins philosophizing, being like, hey, do you even know what you're doing, Shin? Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? And Ray's like, shit, he's going to do it.
2: I love how they flash to Kira, and Kira still has his pupils dilated from seed mode, and he just has this expression of, dude, I don't even know where I am right
1: now.
2: (laughs) Atherin's like, you want to end the war
0: quickly, right? And I do love this sequence of flashbacks between the start of Atherin's War, the beginning of Gundam Seed, and the start for Shin, the beginning of Destiny.
2: And it starts... Going farther and farther into things, like, we get shots of Athrin later on, especially the fight between Kira and Athrin.
0: Especially as he's saying, like, the way you're thinking is that they won't listen so you have no choice to destroy them. Because clearly he's speaking from experience here and being like,
2: you have to figure out what you're actually angry about. What is destroying Orb going to do? I like the way he actually phrases that of, is burying your fangs at this nation the answer? Just because of the phrasing.
0: And Shin remembers all the times they struggled before. And he's like, remember what you want, Shin.
2: I love how we get a couple of the flashbacks of Atherin's tough love with Shin.
1: Yeah. The one specifically where he Zala slaps him. It's not quite a bright slap. Well, And when
2: he grabs Shin right
1: after Shin shot down Kira.
0: Yeah. But we see Shin remembering all the dead girls in his life.
2: And that gives Ray the opportunity to show up and be
0: like, you're a traitor. You need to die. Remember? Y- you just won't die. Don't let him deceive you, Shin. You've seen his character sheet. He has a super high deception rating. It's not his lowest
2: stat. I feel like Atherin has a really high persuasion skill and a really low
1: deception No, skill. he rolled a nat 20 once and became Alex Dino. He lied so hard, <laughs> he actually changed characters.
0: I do love that we see shocked faces from both Atherin and Shin when Ray comes in shooting.
2: They're like, oh, I forgot he was there. Well, I think it was more a matter of they didn't re like. Shin is surprised that Ray is going after Atherin like this without even bothering to talk to him, yeah. which I'm not sure why, because Ray was really pressing Shin to kill Atherin when Atherin was leaving.
0: He didn't act on it himself. He pressed Shin to do it. And Kira's like, oh yeah, I should probably keep that guy busy so Atherin can talk to that other guy. But seeing Ray get shot out makes Shin start to act again. Although Atherin draws his beam saber in his stock footage mode and is like, I won't let you attack Orb.
2: I do really like the... F- I don't know if the Justice had the large, like almost tower shield. I feel like its shield was much more. It's a bit smaller. smaller. I do really like the tower shield that the Infinite Justice carries. It's also got a much
0: smaller backpack, and I go back and forth on whether I like that more
2: or
1: not. Also, it's not the Infinite Justice, it's the Lemniscate Justice.
0: Uh, meanwhile, cut to Very everybody's important. favorite Yuna, Roma Sairin, <laughs> who's like, I don't want to go in this shelter. I want to go in my fancy shelter where we have all the wine. And they're like, you're beat up and net rested. Please just cooperate. But a bunch of goofs fly overhead and Yuna takes the chance to escape.
2: <laughs> I love it's- his running animation. Well, it's, it's not a bunch of goofs. It's a goof and a Murasame, I'm pretty sure. Well,
0: the goofs fly by first. He then runs to a goof being shot down by a Murasame, which lands on him. And Yuna Romaserin is dead. That's a wrap on Yuna. His punishment for being rapey with Kagali was a goof fell on him. He died <laughs> like his dad did with something falling on him. <laughs> Almost off screen. I want this to be satisfying, but it's not. It just feels like cleanup to me. Because Yuna being in the background still, I think, is more interesting for future stories. But you don't really need him for the rest of Destiny. Nah. So let's just shuffle him under this
1: goof. <laughs> well, I we'll think put it, him on the goof bus. It,
2: it goes back to the same thing as before that I mentioned. It's just a matter of since Yuna isn't as good a character as he really needs to be, that him being removed from play by goof drop, was, it's just like, alright, yeah, okay.
1: It, it's not even anticlimactic because there wasn't enough of a buildup.
0: If you compare it to Azrael's death, who is mean to women and gets killed by two of them, it's not nearly as satisfying. It would have been fine if he was just in jail for the rest of the series. Cut back
2: to Kira, who is
0: belly-beaming Ray,
2: Whereas Atherin is still trying to persuade Shin to switch sides. Looking more and more like he's about to pass out every word.
1: I mean, he's like, oh, I really should doing, have taken those painkillers before taking off. This
2: is definitely the point in which, if you wanted to, you could have had Shin flip.
0: Well, this is also, I think, a fine place to just plant the seed.
2: I feel like that seed gets planted when Atherin is escaping. And Shin shoots him down and Atherin comes back here. On top of that, because Rey is largely taken out of his ability to try and manipulate Shin because he's dealing with Kira. I also
0: think... For Shin's character, I like the idea that he needs to think on this, that he can't be persuaded during a battle. So I think I prefer if it's after this. And I think how this fight between Shin and Atheron ends is actually a big part of the persuasion that Atheron has over him. No, that makes we'll sense. get into in a second. Where he's like, understand why you're angry, Shin. And he's like, shut up, I don't want to be in touch with my feelings. They're no fun.
2: So we got to a shuttle with Lord Jabril on it and the soldiers on board are mentioning that Lord Unato and Yuna are late. To arrive to the shuttle,
0: and I'm, Jabril seems very impatient.
2: Well, he seems impatient, and they didn't really mention that those two were supposed to be there anyway. Like Yuna never seemed to be trying to get there, trying to get there until like he said, "I want to go to the the uh, Saren shelter." Didn't say anything about the shuttle or anything like that because I think that's supposed to be someplace else.
1: Maybe only Gamer Dad knew.
2: We definitely saw that scene
0: with Gamer Dad and Yuna, where he's like, "Come with me to the moon." And we will get big gun. <laughs>
2: then we will kill all the coordinators with the moon. I don't know that Yuna was in on that. I think that was just Lord Jabril and Gamer Dad. Yeah, but Gamer Dad was supposed to tell his dumb son to come. Shin
0: grabs one of the boomerangs to use as a beam saber as he's yelling at Atherin for being a traitor because Ray's words still have some influence on him. He throws both of them, but Atherin does this amazing block one with the shield, kick the other away move.
2: I actually really like the animation on that. Yeah, it
0: looks super cool. The
2: flip is real nice.
0: As Ray's like, oh, God, destroy the freedom. I hate that thing. It killed my clone dad.
2: I feel like Atherin has learned some of the uh, improvisational moves from Kira. I'm pretty sure that's not in the book.
1: I would say what happened is uh, Atherin just kept watching Kira's fights and he's like, I want whatever feat he took. (laughs) I
2: feel like the Providence... No, is this the Providence? This is legend. Legend. They, they, They look basically... They're basically the same thing. The
1: Starfish Mark II. Um
2: Drawing its beam saber and trying to challenge the Strike Freedom in a melee fight seems like a mistake.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure how much of that backpack is thrusters, but probably not enough. So the Minerva gets behind the Archangel, and Maru's like, "Oh, they lost their shell firing gun. Let's just go underwater." What are they gonna do? And Gladys like, "Shit, they're going underwater." Meanwhile, we get this. I just find a very cute scene of Neo getting out of his the Skygrasper and like knocking on his helmet. Murdoch be like, "Yeah, remember how we're buds?" We are not that good of buds, but we can be because you don't remember
2: that. I, I do find that kind of funny. I was trying to think like what does this imply? But I think like this seems to be more of like a good luck gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Also kind of like an any landing ending you can walk away from. So Arthur is like, ah, uh, they're going underwater, Captain.
0: And Lattice is like, yeah, we won't be able to do anything if they get underwater, so uh let's get the fuck out.
2: Uh this is dumb. They fire their valiants, their railguns, underwater and hit the Minerva.
1: I mean, that's fine.
2: Firing railguns underwater would be like firing them into a block of concrete. Yeah. You'd blow the valiants up. It's fine. They broke the surface tension first.
0: This
1: physics. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's fine.
0: That's not physics. We have a very awkward intro into the eye catch here. I just find it very odd that... Like, I get what they're going for. The Minerva has just taken a hit, and so it's tense, so we go to cut to commercial. But it just seems very awkward because we're supposed to be on both these ships' sides.
1: Also, this, like, the eye-catch is, like, weirdly, tonally dissonant with what's going on. To be fair, the eye-catches
2: have always been that way for Seed. So we get the eye-catch.
1: Hey, everyone. It's your favorite mid-spot guy, Tyler. A different Tyler than the one in the podcast. I know we sound very similar. It's confusing. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this, our 42nd episode, technically, on Gundam Seed Destiny. It's been a Build Divers adventure since we recorded this, and now that we're all back in the same room, it's a very different energy. Uh, So whether or not you listen to Build Divers with us, we very much appreciate you coming back to listen to Destiny and find out how this thing ends with us. So, some housekeeping notes. I know forever ago we announced that we're end of life in our video game podcast, Last Time on Video Games, which is kind of funny because the logo for that is kind of the logo for our, like, channel thing. So that might update at some point. But... Once we finish that, we are using the time to record other things to try to diversify and increase the amount of content we're producing, both Patreon and otherwise. But hey, because it's a mid-spot, here's a plug for our Patreon, where we recently just put up our full episode on the Evangelion Rebuild movie. The first one, uh, we were planning on doing the others later. We also took a poll on Patreon recently for what people would like an episode on, and we actually just did one where we sat in a room and built some models together and chatted with Jeremy about his experience building models, and Zach and I pepper him with random questions while working on our own things. It may not technically be a good episode, that remains to be seen, but it was a ton of fun to record, and I think we'd all be very interested in doing some more stuff like that. Other than that, uh, we are looking at finishing out Destiny within a couple of months here, and Zach will be running a end of Destiny retrospective thing on our Discord. So if you're interested in asking us some questions that you would like answered on that episode, join our Discord, and Zach will make an announcement when that is ready to go. And with that, let's get back to the episode.
0: And when we're back, Jabril is like, the Sairns suck, let's leave without them.
2: I'm yeah. the only important one in the world. What's important is I get out. The Sairns don't matter. None of them are named the Lord. They've probably both been <laughs> squished by falling mobile suits anyway. I must get to the moon. I must get to Lord Jabricula's moon base. And it does give us a shot of Kigali in her command center. I like the random dude that runs up behind her with like a clipboard. And is staring at the screen cut to the
0: archangel just torpedoing every boat Zaft has because they're the most heavily armed submarine in the history of the universe.
2: <laughs> and aircraft carrier and battleship and spaceship
0: and everything ship. We talk about dynasty warriors yet sometimes. The archangel is about the dynasty warriors this entire battle.
2: <laughs> makes you wonder why Or bothered to build you know actual ships and didn't just build another archangel. I mean I feel like they might have had all these before. There was the over all Zaft. Yeah, that's true. it's torpedoing.
0: Lushin is remembering his nightmare and trying to figure out what he wants. Probably Atherin's words going through his head. He remembers stabbing Atherin the one time, and then he remembers that time Stella died and decides, just, fuck it, I gotta kill this guy, I guess.
2: Well, he's falling back on the only thing that seems to have been constant, which is the military and my orders. And specifically, the last thing he thinks about before going into scene mode is
0: Ray saying, Hey, you're being kind is a weakness. You won't be able to protect anything because of it. And he sort of chooses Ray over Atherin and does like his own cool spin move to break the melee therein, and charges to stab him with the Excalibur again. But Atherin remembers how to go into Seed Mode now. I,
2: I did notice that it didn't have the like the bounce animation, but Shin's the animation for Shin's thing had a lot more like additional colors and stuff around it. Whereas Atherin's was much more tranquil when he enters Seed Mode to answer. So
0: they do the samurai thing where they both pass each other, but we see that Atherin has just cut off the wrist of the Destiny, and Shin is just flabbergasted as he realizes he's been bested in
2: this melee. And Atherin has has gotten
1: his main character powers back, finally. He's been
2: bested by both of his opponents in this. Yep. Like, Kira took him to school, and Atherin just disciplined him. (laughs) And I think this is huge for Shin, because we saw before, he sort of
0: lost respect for Atherin when he saw Atherin get shot down. Mobile suitability is a lot of what Shin respects, and Atherin has just proved he is the better pilot. Although, to be fair, neither of them are on their A-game right now.
2: but The the fact is that Shin for a long time here has probably been thinking Atherin is not... Atherin's got this huge reputation for being a pilot, but ever since Shin has been encountering him, he's been basically at his D-game at best, especially when he was encountering and talking to Kira, but now, like, On par with their machines, Atherin just beat him.
0: And so Gladys is like, hey, Commander, we are at a huge disadvantage. We should fall back. And he's like, we can't let this Drabril escape now. If we fall back,
2: he'll definitely get away. I do like how, while he's talking about that, we get what seems to be like orders from Maru and CIC guy, Captain Longnose. (laughs) We don't actually hear what they're saying, but you can guess. And you
0: see the valiance fire. And then you see the giant explosion underwater as Arthur's like,
2: uh, we lost the signal. We lost the contact with the flagship. Cut to the secret
0: hangar in the forest opening to launch Jabril's shuttle.
2: And everybody gets this on contact radar, which makes a lot of sense since everybody's been looking for it. Gladys is like, uh, Luna Maria, I don't know why the boys made you stay behind, but it's a good thing. Go shoot that shuttle down. Orders are to go shoot it down because there's a good chance Lord Jabril's escaping on it. And she authorizes Lunamaria to shoot it down. And I do like how Kigali right after that is ordering the Murasames to also go shoot it down. I do feel like staying as the core Splendor makes a lot more sense than transforming into the actual Impulse. I feel like the Impulse can probably
0: fly higher and is faster, but I can see either way. Regardless, Lunamaria goes into Force Impulse mode. Which makes her fly past the Marisames that are not doing a good job of chasing it.
2: <laughs> I do like the I don't think that was intentional, but that's definitely what the animation makes it look like. They're both like, oh, we're being passed. Well, I mean, after all, the everyone knows the appropriate etiquette is to get out of the way. Oh, Luna takes a bunch of shots at Jabril. Which is flying in
0: a
1: straight line, by the way.
0: The animation on this has always been super weird to me because it cuts from Luna shooting to just like this contrail and her being like flabbergasted. And (laughs) I am not sure why Luna could not make this shot. Were they too far away when she got
2: here? Are we supposed to take it as Luna is just a bad shot? My interpretation on this is basically that when you're dealing with three dimensions, it's actually pretty difficult, especially when you take into account both of them are moving at extremely high speed. So the computer is constantly trying to take different tracks to figure out where you're supposed to be aiming. It is a little weird that she doesn't actually make
1: contact, but it's all story-based on that count. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just for plot convenience. But, like, you have a targeting computer. Come on.
0: I mostly just think the visual storytelling on it is really bad. Because it goes from looking like Luna is about to catch up to it and to her taking the shots. Suddenly it's just gone.
2: I mean, if they were to show, like, because they do show the inside of the cockpit. If they showed, like, the pilots hitting, like, a booster or something, or dropping a booster, like, that would also explain where this huge contrail comes from, because it wasn't there before.
0: So, Gladys is like, uh, we're in charge now, we're main characters. Also,
2: GTFO. She's also (laughs) a member of Faith, so she has the authority to do this if she wants anyway. Arthur is like, but Captain, and she's like, we are at a disadvantage, Jabril almost certainly
0: just left. I don't see what the point of letting all our mobile suits get blown up by that freedom Gundam
2: is. (laughs) And this battle has gone sour in a hurry. And I do like how he counters with, but the chairman ordered us to go get Jabril, And her immediate response is uh, he orders to find Jabril. He said nothing about fighting orb. We just have eyebrows.
0: And I do not listen to that man's eyebrows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. So they fire the retreat flares. Which all the named mobile pilots notice.
0: Ray's like, all right, Jen, we got to pull back. And Kagali's like, tell everyone not to pursue if they fall back.
2: If they're running, don't chase them. Which makes sense. They don't exactly have the personnel to do that to begin with. And, you know, battle's over.
0: So armless destiny flies away from Atherin, who passes out so the justice also passes out. That's how that
1: works, obviously. (laughs) It's, It's got like a mental...
0: It's got a thing. kill switch, but it's for the jets, so the Jets and beam saber just all turn off if you let go of the kill switch.
1: But it's okay, because in a very romantic gesture, Kira catches him.
2: It's not as cute as that time they held hands. And,
0: and more importantly, the Archangel's coming up right from under them. So. I
2: feel like Kira probably got in contact and was like, Maru, I need a landing point. Because given how Lacus looks determined there. She always looks
0: determined, except normal. when she looks cute. So we get a scene of the Orb pilots running around, very similar to the end of the Battle of Orb the first time. And they're like, oh, man, it's bad. And I hope that Zaf believes Jabril left because there's literally no nation we
2: are allied with now. You get a line about how we need to find out what's going on. We can't open the shelters yet. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, you don't know how badly the city is going to be on fire. So. So cut to the Mobile Suit Bay on the Archangel where Atherin is bleeding all over. Oh, that's no problem. Head wounds bleed like crazy, but they don't actually do much.
0: And Kira's like, uh, Murdoch, I know they didn't draw your face in this scene, but please go get a
2: stretcher in <laughs> the medics. Why you didn't do that originally, I don't know. Like That seems to be Kira should have called ahead and been like, I'm bringing in a wounded pilot. I need medics and stretchers on standby.
0: Yeah, well, he just wanted to be dramatic. He's like, I hope he's just passed out. Oh, he's very bloody. Even Marin's like, ah, blood. That's not hot. <laughs> I'm not into that got to gladys talking to the president being like so you think that jabril was on that shuttle and she's like well we can't be certain but i do think so so he's like in any case you
2: could not catch him and you lost to orb is that what you're telling me and arthur's like when well, you put it like that he starts getting defensive and i mean it makes sense they were
1: kind of beating orb until kira showed up i really like gladys's response It was like yes gil that is what that means <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's just so tired of that man's bullshit. (laughs) Shin is just collapsed in the
2: pilot ready room. It it does look like he's thinking about what happened.
0: And Gladys is like, yeah, the freedom was there and the justice was there and the archangel was there. There were so many main
2: characters there, Gil.
0: You should have made more for us. I thought you were going to get that Atherin kit on our side.
2: I thought you were going to give us some better mobile suits. Can we get rid of this piece of shit impulse for something better?
0: Also, we had no proof that Jabril was still there. So I made the order to retreat.
2: It was just a battle of attrition. I mean, she's right. Like, with the introduction of the absolutely fresh freedom, the Black Tri-Stars, they were just getting the crap absolutely kicked out of them.
0: And Durandal is eventually like, I think you made the right call. We'll check into the shuttle on our side. Maybe we should think of a way to negotiate
2: with Orb. Like, I don't know,
1: negotiating with them. As opposed to just <laughs> randomly attacking them. So
2: there's a shot here in the, like, Archangel's medical bay where Athren is again in his bed. Meyrin is sitting at his side. And Lachis comes in to stand with Kira. And they are both They both look kind of worried about... I- I'm assuming they're not really worried about the situation at the moment. They're worried about Athren. Yeah. And Talia's like, yeah, I
0: think we should do that. And Shin eventually gets up and nods at Luna. I don't know if he's like, hey, it's okay that you missed Jabril. I probably would have too. Or, I, I
2: think it's more of a, or I'm a like, not I'm a, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm
0: fine. Don't worry about me. So Gil lays back in his chair. He's like, ah. Katamir, also in her chair, starting to cry. Then we get an episode of The Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is setting. It's at the top of the deck of the Archangel.
2: It's a very romantic scene.
0: You Neo know, Roanoke is just staring out into the ocean, where Maru is like, hey, sup, buddy. <laughs>
2: He's like, I had nowhere else to go, so I decided to come up here because it was labeled the brooding deck.
0: Uh, anyway, here's all my personal deets. I'm 42, blood type O. For some reason when he says my blood type's O, she gets real shocked. I don't know if that's Moose Blood type
2: or not Moose Blood type or how we're supposed to read that. Honestly, I think that's just a difference in trans like uh, the placement in translation. Uh oh, no, I have her listened to the original. He ends with
1: blood type O. That's actually her uh, blood type O face.
2: (laughs) Also, it could just be a matter of like, she's surprised. When I looked at this, I had the Mm. thought that she was just surprised that he was going into detail about all of his personal information. Gotcha. He's like, anyway, that all might
0: be bullshit now. Anyway, these arms know you. These eyes know you. I would like to hug you now, please.
2: Maru just looks absolutely shell-shocked when he starts talking about how I know you. All of me. All
1: of me.
0: Anyway, that's why I didn't just fly off. I don't have a hot girl waiting for me anywhere else. They didn't provide that for me in their full like <laughs> personality rewrite.
2: Uh,
1: and Maru just like throughout this whole thing just looks so shocked. Every time you see her face, she, like it looks increasingly more shocked, which is hilarious.
0: So he's like, anyway, it's been hard for me too. Even though I can tell if it's hard for you, but I want to stay here with you. Is that okay? She just has the most solemn (laughs) nod. It's like Kira was like, I'm going to take the freedom out to make sure that there aren't any bad guys in front. It's the same exact nod. Although she does kind of break down when she is hugged.
2: Well, I think it's because this is, even after they found him, this is something she never expected to actually happen.
1: This is her allowing herself to, like, accept this a little bit.
0: So cut to Atherin trying to get up while Mayrin is running in food. He's like, are you all right, Atherin? And I love that Kira comes in is like, yeah, don't ask Atherin that. He's going to say he's fine no matter what.
2: I like that just because of the fact that it's Kira acknowledging, yes, I know my friend. Yes, he's never going to tell you, yeah, I'm fucked up. Atherin's <laughs> like, I'm really okay. Leave me alone. And Kira's like,
0: good. I didn't know if we'd be able to talk again like this. Talking in peace is the best and you take it for granted during war. I do love yeah, this is over Newman and Curly Hair both trying to flirt with Millie and Newman getting upset that Curly Hair has walked in on it.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize that the first time, but he definitely gets grumpy about it.
0: I hadn't noticed that either. Also, Maru is in her massage chair that they added in when they were going to make the Archangel a cruise liner. Just like, oh, I can finally
2: relax.
1: <laughs> oh, that's why it has the hot springs. They were retrofitting it to this be a This was your liner. joke. Was I, I,
2: I don't think they were refitting it to be a cruise liner. I thought we established that they were refitting it to be a private yacht. I could believe that. I like how Atherin is like, Kira, you're my best friend, and, a- and Kira's me to thought us yeah, you might have a turn on the TV, Kigali's gonna make a statement. He's like, yeah, she's gonna make a statement
0: and make her feelings clear, and you and I will have to deal with it, whatever she <laughs> says, so...
2: Whatever she
1: says, whatever this is, we're gonna have to deal with it. Today I'm using worldwide media to deliver a message.
0: I feel like that's a phrase that's been used in Gundam Seed Destiny
2: before. I know, it's just
1: it's Probably, silly. I mean, that's what Gilbert used when he doxed
2: Logos.
0: Since that's the only way he communicates, he's not on Twitter. This is how I will communicate <laughs> with him. And he's like, ah, oh, I have the whiskey port, because this is going to be good.
2: I love how he's got kind of a smirk. He's got that like... trap card smirk, because yeah, he doesn't know she smirk. has seven
0: tools of the bandit. <laughs> And apparently he's like, Al, also, everyone in Zaft watch this. It's going to be good. Because we see
2: Shin and the entire, like, Minerva waiting room is watching. It's on worldwide media. (laughs) And whenever you select the option worldwide media, it just plays over all the channels. Gotcha. We also see Isaac and Diarka watching. Along with Izak's mute subordinate. And she's
0: like, anyway, when Chairman was like, Logos are at fault for everything. I was surprised and I was attracted to it as a politician and an individual. Because
1: war sucks. I love how flabbergasted
2: Mayron looks like. But... May- Mayron definitely looks like she's in over her head. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's had a week.
0: She's <laughs> like, I don't know. I can wipe up the blood. That seems helpful. I can
1: act as a crutch for a little while. But then she gets hijacked. Yeah, it's a the, mirror.
0: And then the Joker patches through and takes over the broadcast and puts as Klein in front of it. I did like By how, that, how I mean, there's a candle. shot
2: of Atherin being surprised at this and then it flashes and there's this adorable like lacus surprise.
0: Yeah, you would think she would be used to this by now, but I guess maybe you never get used to it. I also like how is in front of both a Zaft flag and an alliance flag. They're a united
1: front. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lachis is adorable, like, hmm? what am I doing there? And then Lachis is like, oh crap, now I have to counter-counter hijack. I think they were actually expecting this.
2: Based on what they do here in a couple of minutes, yeah. they were definitely expecting this to happen. Certainly they
0: were ready for it as a possibility. Anyway, Mira's like, hey... Why would Orb, who had plenty of ties with the plants, give refuge to Jabril? I can't figure it out.
2: Izak glances at Diarca, and I, it kind of gives the impression of Izak going, that doesn't sound like Lacus.
0: He's the leader of Blue Cosmos, the Grand Wizard Racist, and he doesn't have any problem nuking people. That doesn't seem in line with Orb's ideals. And we failed to catch him, because Orb protected him.
2: Lacus looks annoyed at this, like, I how know. dare this bitch use my name? I
1: love also that Mehran's like, oh no. Oh, no,
2: (laughs) I'm going to
1: kick that chick's ass. And so Gracchus is like, "Okay, I've seen enough. If I was
0: doing this speech, I would go into a long diatribe about philosophy here that didn't really have any meaning. So we've got time to uh, get over where we need to be real (laughs) quick. She just says, "Okay, I should be going now. The nod Kira gives her is adorable. And Atherin's like, what's up? And she's like, don't worry, Atherin. I also know what I need to do.
1: Yeah, I definitely think they were planning on this. And then Lacus whips out a sweet electric guitar and <laughs> totally shreds. So
0: Kira flies Lacus over to the Parliament building. He does so many spins and whatnot as she's just and like standing her into it. Well, she's just showing off to her.
2: She gets out of the freedom Gundam and is walking in like a weaving line because she's dizzy. Samir's so like, it's
0: normal to want things, but Logos wants too much in our evil and we should get rid of them.
2: And then it fuzzes out and Lacus is like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I'm Lacus. She stole my line, though.
0: I'm Lacus Klein. And I do love that Shin and Luna are both kind of shocked. And even Gladys is like, what? Gladys wasn't in on the plan. Yeah. But she's also having quite a reaction to it. And yeah, the episode ends with her going, I am Lacus Klein. And Dorendle going, <laughs> that's impossible. How did she get to Orb?
2: What's she doing in Orb? I love his expression because it just is like,
1: what the f-? Fuck? I did not pay those assassins enough, or I paid them too much, <laughs> well, one or the other. He's pretty much had the
0: chessboard go the way he's wanted it to. Like, I think it's gotten way better than he expected at every turn, and he thought he had this queen in a corner, and she's just here.
2: I feel like this is what they were referring to in the previous episode, where Kira was like, this is going to be two birds, one stone, when he yeah. brought Lacus down. He's like, because what's going to happen is we're going to win this battle, <laughs> Kagala's going to make a statement. Then Jabril's going to hijack it with his fake Lachis. Durundle. Durundle. <laughs> that is not a running joke where you just suck. <laughs> Durundle's going to have his fake Lacus make this announcement. So we're going to put you down with Orb, because he's never going to see that coming, to override his override. You're going to Seven Tools of the Bandit this, like yeah. Jeremy said.
0: Yeah, I absolutely think that is what Kira is referring to in that previous episode.
2: I don't know why Lacus
0: couldn't have done that from space. I guess it adds credence that she is with Kigali. I think that's the the case because she's
2: with Kigali on screen. Like they are literally standing next or she's standing next to Kigali's uh, chair in a very uh, reminiscent and echoing thing of when Mir was standing behind Durundle when he was making his original announcement. Yeah,
0: it's just a thing of that to me doesn't say, oh, this one must be the real one in that case. But I do like the sequence. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this moment for a while. We even talked about it during Build Divers. So the episode ends on Lacus's face, like every episode should end. Not every episode of Gundam See Destiny. Every episode, <laughs> you're watching Friends. <laughs> you should just cut Lacus's face. Uh, just, just randomly. Oh yeah, here's Lacus's face. That's the end of the episode. What did you think, Tyler?
1: It was pretty good overall. I actually, I really like Shin's moral dilemma, as Athrun's trying to talk him out of stuff, and also the fact that Athrun doesn't convince him at the end of that fight.
2: I was thinking that that might make for a good place, but Jeremy convinced me that it, it actually makes a lot more sense to point the seed here, yeah. and have Shin have to think about it.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot, especially because it like leaves it ambiguous for longer, and like one of the things this show does actually pretty well holy crap, it's not Build Divers. This show does a lot of things actually kind of well. Was that actually the secret behind it, is that if you want to really appreciate
2: Destiny, you have to watch Build (laughs) Divers first? Maybe. I mean,
1: Destiny is not Seed, but it is also not Build Divers. That's why I said
2: if you want to appreciate Destiny, you don't watch it right after Seed, because then it's just a huge disappointment. You watch Build Divers first, because Build Divers just sucks. Then you watch Destiny, and you're like, oh, this ain't so bad. It isn't bad. It's like I've said a thousand
0: times. I... And I am guilty of this, too. Destiny gets a horrible rap and people think it's awful because it's incredibly disappointing. But the reason it's talked about so much, the reason it fosters so much disappointment is it does a lot of things really, really well. So then when it, it just completely fails in the end,
2: it feels so much worse. I mean, I think I said it already on the podcast at one point, but it was so long ago. I think it bears repeating. The worst thing any kind of media can do is be disappointing.
0: I think the worst thing any kind of media can do is be boring.
2: But disappointment's going to get you a lot more media attention, right? People talk a lot about Game of Thrones ending. Boring doesn't get you traction. Yeah. The thing is, if you have, you get traction by being decent, and then you end, and if you're disappointing, that's the worst thing you can do because people have been sticking around for the end. If you're boring, people just aren't watching. Yep. I also think a thing this
0: series has done that's one of its kind of faults. Is it loves to throw the main characters at each other, but then come up with reasons why it's not a definitive fight, right? We talked about Kira and Shin and how Kira's just dodging that entire fight. So even though it's Shin's victory, it doesn't really feel like it. I feel like the fight between Athrin and Shin here is actually a very good showing of how to do that. Because neither of them is on their A game at that point. Shin is clearly flabbergasted by Athrun being back. Doesn't want to attack him is in a bad place, and Atherin is literally dying.
2: <laughs> Shin is fighting ghosts. Atherin is fighting death, and so they're not on their A game. So showing them on an even footing makes a lot more sense than just having Athrin wipe the floor with Shin. Especially because throughout the entire thing, Athrin is trying to convince Shin, so he's not actually actively fighting him.
1: But also, Atherin has the upper hand. Like I also feel like where Athrin manages to cut off. I'm forgetting the name of Shin. The Destiny? Yeah. The Destiny's hand is also a metaphor for, like, Atherin winning the philosophical battle in the end. We're just not there yet. Shin
2: doesn't really have any counter-arguments to Atherin. Yeah. So it's just Atherin talking at him and basically telling him, Dude, you need to do some introspection because I can tell you right now from talking to you and getting to know you, this isn't what you want. I do feel like Kira should really be mopping the floor with Rey more,
1: though. That was actually one of my notes on this episode, is I really feel like Kira could have just like finished off Rey and have been done with it, or at least disabled the suit, and it just never happens.
2: Especially because in the previous episode, we saw him do some really rad things that would just beat Rey. He spent
1: all of his uh, inspiration points already. Nah.
2: Tyler, do you have a high point?
1: I mean, I could take the really obvious one. You do get to go first. I don't think I want to take that one. I am actually going to take the Well, no, that was the really obvious one. I was like running through the episode. I'm like, oh no, I got there again anyway by just going to the end of the episode. No, I am actually gonna take the tension between Athrin and Shin and the internal dilemma that we get to see Shin having. Um I think it's really well done.
2: Zach. I think I'm gonna take specifically Athrin's shoulder charge when he enters the Also fight. hilarious. Either that or the um when he blocks the boomerang and then kicks the other one out of the way i think i gotta go with that because that is right as hell
1: i am gonna say if we ever do merch athron use takedown is 100 (laughs) percent a t-shirt
2: what's yours jeremy i think we all know the answer
1: no actually
0: you would think that you would definitely think that and that's fair but i think the fact that it ends the episode kind of takes away from it because it's just a moment of building tension.
2: A little bit, yeah. That's true.
0: I'm going to go with the Archangel submerging and then destroying Zap's entire fleet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, we took out your one gun that can shoot underwater? Bye. But it couldn't fire underwater. Clearly it could. <laughs> That's not how bullet
1: physics work. Tyler, what's your low point? I'm actually going to take the anticlimax of Yuna's death. Uh, that was I, mine. Yeah, I think it would have been way more interesting to have him around in the background doing something. Not that there's like a ton of this show left, but I feel like they could have done something more with him, and that would have been slightly. More... Like, I'm completely fine with Gamer Dad's death. Yuna's death is just—it no, feels no. gratuitous, in my opinion. It's That's a little one of the reason gratuitous. why I don't like it very much. Um, and it's like it doesn't. It would have been more interesting if he had not died, uh, or if he had died in a different way.
2: Zach, there are some problems i have here i but i think my low point has to uh honestly because it made me so irritated i don't like the archangel employing its valiance underwater i really hate that because that's not how that works Uh, And this show has generally been okay with a lot of stuff like that especially because it has torpedoes and you could easily get around that by having them fire the valiance before they fully submerge but firing railguns underwater is literally like just firing them into concrete. You'd blow up your valiance.
0: I don't know. I feel like the valiance could pierce concrete.
1: Yeah, actually, I don't see why firing a railgun underwater would be a problem, because it's, you're just using magnetic propulsion. Like The issue is the velocity, hitting the water like that, it would just completely break apart. But it's not hitting, like, it starts in the water and then moves through the water, right? Not at the at the rate you're going,
2: like but you'd they still start have the from breach completely zero. filled. You'd have the breach completely filled on the gun, so like that's not going to work. That's why you don't you're, you can't fire something that's been clogged with water. You can't fire a gun that's been dunked in a river.
1: But that's also because it uses an explosive combustion. Railguns operate entirely differently. I don't know. I don't think it's a huge problem, but.
2: I'm stretching to find one. I don't like it, especially because it has the
1: torpedoes. Yeah, I firing mean, those. they obviously have better weapons for this.
2: So, I mean, I could be wrong, and it just struck me the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm like I said, I'm stretching a bit because you took my- That the, is fair. The, the big <laughs> one that I had. The gratuitousness of Yuna's death, but what's yours, Jeremy? I'm going to go with Luna
0: missing the shots on Jabril. Again, it's mostly the storytelling. It's fine if you want to have Luna miss that shot. I just am not sure why or how she missed that shot.
2: Would it be better if she just didn't catch up? Yeah. Instead of showing her. Yeah, except for then Luna does nothing this entire battle, and that I think it would make sense if you saw her firing, and even maybe hit the thing, but it's at
1: such a great distance. It doesn't do a whole lot, or or like the Murasames interfere somehow, like.
0: Like I said, now I just want them to drop a booster on her, and she like takes out her beam saber to cut it in two, but then it's gotten away.
1: Yep. That would have actually been much better.
2: Yeah, I actually kind of forgot that sequence was in here. (laughs) All right, do we want to add something to our mobile suit list?
0: What have we not added? The Freedom, the Justice, the Legend, the Destiny. The Dom, I think, is the winner this week. There are a few others, but that's five. Oh, the Akatsuki. We haven't added the Akatsuki yet.
1: I could have sworn we've added it.
0: Nope, we don't have the Akatsuki either. So I think we do need to add something this week. The Dom makes the most sense to me. but Since
1: this is kind of the last time we see them for a bit.
0: we, We see them for a while but you've seen what they can do. Yep. They have red particles for some reason, they have a bazooka that's also a laser gun. Makes they sense have beam to Beam sabers. I love the original Dom design. I love how bulky it is. I love the color scheme on it. But I feel like it's by far the one that gains the least in Gundam Seeds redesign. It just looks like a Dom.
2: I'm not a fan of this one, honestly. I don't I, I've seen the original Doms, I'm not, fan, I'm not a fan of those
1: either. I like these slightly better than the original Doms, but only very slightly. The
0: lowest of those we have is the Zaku Phantom, and I don't think it's as good as that. No. no. I do kind of like them more than the Astrays, honestly.
1: I don't. I, don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was going say, I like the Astrays I...
2: fairly well. Part of the reason I don't really like the Doms is I don't like their parachute pants.
1: That's explicitly why I like them, but the Astrays are like super nice and sleek. The next
0: grunt suit we have on here is the Wyndham. I also like them more than the Wyndham, but I like them more than the Astrays as well. I think I like the Wyndham
1: more. Yeah, and this one's harder for me. I think I like the Dom better than the Wyndham.
0: All right, technically a grunt suit, not really the same category. We have the Ash, which is the new Zaft underwater mobile suit. I like them pretty close to each
1: other, to be honest. I think I prefer the Dom slightly. I also prefer the Dom slightly. Um,
2: The Ash has those claws and stuff. Those were the ones that were used by the assassins, right? Yep. I think I prefer the Ash.
1: Yeah, they're not bad for sure. It's pretty close. I think we're very much in the right neighborhood yeah,
2: now. I'm outvoted anyway. I just wanted to, number one, try and remember what the Ash were. There was also get bad, on yeah.
0: The only, like, grunt suit left in this area, so to speak, is something we saw this week, the Skygrasper. I actually <laughs> like the Skygrasper
1: more than the Dom. I think I do too, actually. Okay, so the final question, are the Doms better or worse than the Blitz Gundam? I like them more than the Blitz, but... Interesting. This is a weird comparison to have to make. The Blitz was Nichols, right? Yep. He loved to play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I like the Blitz I more. I think I have to give it to the Blitz too.
0: Alright, the Dom Trooper, which is how you Should distinguish be. this from your daddy's DOMs. He goes at number forty, above the ash and below the blitz. That's about midway down. Yep. And that will do it for this episode. Join us next week when we will be watching episode forty three, Lacus Times Two. And yes,
2: I am excited. <laughs> I remember right, this is actually a pretty good episode.
0: Until then, we have to keep watching.
2: It is our destiny.